Hello, everybody, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm John, your executive producer here, and thanks for tuning in to watch or listen to whatever it is you're about to watch or listen to. In these trying times, we really do appreciate everyone that feels that we are worth their time, and we hope that we're able to give you something entertaining to while away the time as you spend it. Uh, we particularly want to thank those of you that feel like we're worth financially contributing to, uh, particularly our $25 and up supporters on Patreon, who are Antitonic, Drevian Alexander, Catwater Flame, Rowan Parker, and Samantha Bates. Yes, I read that off of the list. Thank you very much for supporting us. I know that in these uncertain times, finances are tough for everybody, so that you're willing to donate to us means a lot to all of us here, and we thank you. That being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Grand Terra Shadowfront. I am John, and I'm your game master for the evening, whether you like it or not. <laughs> That's a <laughs> threat. <laughs> I don't know why. It just it, that's just what I felt like saying at that point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am joined as ever. By, uh, not Jack, uh, but also by Mara. Hi, I'm Mara. I'm playing Titania Valkorian, a Ladrin Druid Princess. And William. Hi, I'm William, and I'm playing Valdez Stonebeard, the Dwarven Samurai. And Craig. Hi, uh, I'll be playing Grumman Bellmender, the Dwarven uh, Way of the Drunken Master Monk. And Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy. Uh, I am playing. I don't remember who who they are right now. So we'll just we'll just go with the generic. I'm playing Sin, uh, a changeling warlock of Galadir. By the way, it's is 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 World Twenty supposed to be all dark right now? You're looking in the wrong spot. Yeah, no, I'm not. I scree. I, I scanned over the. Oh wait, I can see my token, and that is literally it. Try moving. Try moving them around a little bit. That happened to me before. Oh, yep. Now I can see. Yeah, it's also good. sweet. Yeah. Also, you're Jerissa right now. That's right. I am. I can see that now because of the token, <laughs> which I can now actually change. Thank you, yeah. John. You can also change the name as you feel like it, so that the rest of us get a reminder too. I might. I oh, did might, you did you get a rollable token set up? I might set up a yeah. I might set up a thing where I have like a similar to the profile cards, <clears throat> where I have a rotating token just for your like display. Mm-hmm. Right, I can just sort of like flip through it whenever you change. Ah, uh, making me. you do work. I might. I said I might. <laughs> um, and also. Again, I, I do I do really want to at least for one episode set it up so that I put make a profile card for each of your personalities and just go and Jeremy and Jeremy and Jeremy and Jeremy. <laughs> Let's get the rest of them introduced before we do that. <laughs> and Cody. Um Cody, I'm playing Ithram Valar, Hobgoblin War Wizard. And uh I guess uh, Jack's not gonna be with us this week. He'll be back next week. Um but when last we left off 
the adventuring group found themselves in a buried manor of some kind uh, that housed all manner of secrets, uh, including a portrait of some well-mannered individuals uh, who happened to have some ill-mannered reactions whenever they got too close. Uh, they proved themselves to be... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how many times I can flip manner. <laughs> In the dialogue, I can't. I can't do it anymore. Uh, they managed to find them, make their way through the building, uh, albeit not exploring it to its full extent, uh, only to find themselves at a what seems to be uh, an outdoors area, even though they are deep within the hive of ruin. Um, they are at a flowing river that had some fish in it, uh, and uh, there's a there's a there's a there's a coconut tree, a palm tree, and grass for what it is, and also a root which Grummond was extolling the virtues of. So continue. <laughs> well, I, I think we had decided to not to take a short rest right now. Yeah, yeah. But I think I had explained in detail. I mean, you know, it's a it's a potato looking root that I put in the ground and then I live in it. What's to explain? That makes sense. I think we, I think, it, not to rehash the argument, but I believe it was that we didn't have time for a long rest, but a short rest might be useful. We were definitely taking a short rest. I remember yeah, that and, because I was like, yeah, I can get spells back. Yes. And, and the issue is that the uh, the root takes basically an hour to grow. So, right. Mm. So, yeah, we weren't going to put the, put the spud in the ground, but we were going to take the rest. Let's right. just rest here. So, yeah. you are currently by the side of a babbling brook in a ruined parlor. Uh, visible across the way, there is a storage shed immediately that way uh, across the uh, across the river. Um, there is, the river continues up north and down that way. There's a palm tree directly across. There are piles of debris there is a dead bearskin rug that you've loaded up onto a onto a flying broom, uh, and a and a fish that seems to be mostly made of slime. Where would you like to take your short rest? Inside. Yeah, inside. I mean, we are inside. Inside, inside. Well, there, there was a kitchen just back there. We could take advantage of that. I'm sure the amenities are a wee bit out of date, but uh, at least it would be. Well, nothing attacked us while we were in there, and we're uh, we, we've had two two bits of bad luck while we're out here. So, indeed. And if we do eat, the aesthetic of being in the kitchen is not insignificant. One was less bad luck and more intentionally goading the obviously magical rug to attack me. <laughs> you are not incorrect. Is is this the door to the storage shed? You said that's a yep. storage shed over it there. Seemed, some okay. sort of shed, yeah. Some sort of shed-like vehicle. All right, let's rest. Oh, inside. Yep. Yep. So you head back into the kitchen and the pantry, which are mostly empty. Uh, Not and by mostly, I mean completely. 
And then there were stairs through this door right here. Yep. Yep. There's stairs through that door. There's also a library over here full of mostly decayed books that are... Oh, is you this know, the that library? Are, yeah, that's the library. Filled with mostly There's decayed the books. Kitchen. The kitchen is the one you went through first. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a small thing. Okay. <laughs> it's a small I thought thing. it was bigger. My There's mistake. a dining room over here that Ithram found, and there was a the pantry over here, which is completely cleared out. And there is some stairs that go down over in the back room. Chris makes sure to put herself into the corner. <laughs> so you gather together and rest. Is there anything you would like to do over the next hour while you take a breather and take a short rest? Arcane recovery. You do so. I'm going to assume, even though he's not here, that Ghent would probably want to roll his hit dice to restore those hit points. Yeah, but if I roll them for him, they'll be better than he would roll. <laughs> oh, no. So I recover two third level slots and a second level. Let's see how Ghent rolls hit dice. Five. Three. Seven. Does he have a con mod or? Oh yeah, you do get your con back. That's right. <laughs> so two, four, six. Yeah, that actually. Ignoring that last one, three gets him exactly back to full. Hmm. Now that we've had, now that we're, we're pods somewhere <clears throat> and taking time to 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 stop and catch our breath, uh, uh, Drissa start because she's still wearing Merith's clothing. Start stripping out of that and changing into to Drissa clothing. Is it warm weather clothing as well, or no? Uh, I believe so. Okay. That's fine. Check to make sure. Yeah. Jarissa changes in the corner. Yep. Can Grummond uh, use what's left in the kitchen? I, I mean, in terms of the hardware, along with the supplies that he's brought to cook up a meal for everybody make a make a make a chef's tools check with wisdom <clears throat> oh it should probably I'm be gonna... noted by the way she's pulling all of all of the clothes and then putting the Merith clothes back in to her scarf <laughs> so yeah the, any of you that are watching Jarissa strip uh, just go Watch the clothes go. Pull, open the scarf. Hand disappears up to the elbow, ends to the scarf. Clothes come out. Clothes go back into the scarf. Scarf holding? Something like that, yes. I, I rolled insight just because it would be the same, but it, it's it's a 19. Okay. So you look around and you sort of scan through all the, ba the, the various, you know, 
bits of hardware that are left. There's not much that's left intact. It looks like some it looks like people sort of just rampaged through this kitchen, destroying everything they could that wasn't edible. What was it me? No, it was not you. Okay. Uh but you do manage to find a few like bits of uh a few bits of like uh um You do find a work. You do. It doesn't work, but you could make it work, like a sort of a stove, basically. Like there's a there's a there's a a stone top that you can light a fire underneath and have it work as a griddle, or as a stove stove top. Okay. Well, I'll I'll use that then to put together a, you know, just a, a, a fairly standard meal, but better than rations. Are you going to make a meal from your book of recipes? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think at this point he's not gonna. He he's not content with the uh, tools available at hand yet. Okay. He wants to wait and fool around with that in an actual kitchen. Uh, all right. Uh, so go ahead and in that case, just make me go ahead and make me another chef's uh, another chef's tools check. Uh, this one with uh, your choice of intelligence or wisdom. I think we know the answer to that one. Yeah, yeah that's that's <laughs> that's really not a question, guys. A thirteen. Uh, with a thirteen, uh, and you used wisdom. I'm assuming, yeah. So yeah, with definitely. A, with a thirteen, you managed to whip up. Uh, it's not the most complex of food. Uh, to be fair, you don't have a lot of stuff to work with at the moment, like not food wise, but like equipment. Um, but it's it's sort of the equivalent of like a of like a um like a home style breakfast kind of situation here. Eggs, bacon, very simple, but uh uh, uh simple, but uh, nostalgic, and there's there's a lot of it. So <laughs> it's quantity, not quality. This morning, it, folks, it's, it's the it's the the equivalent of the the hobbits making their breakfast over a campfire. Just the one one loose frying pan that he carried with him, and then just fry everything in it. Kind yeah. of, kind yeah. of. And this... All right, uh, everyone, if you find yourself a bit peckish, we've got a bit together over here. Uh, it's not much, but it'll fill you up. Stick the ribs for a bit. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and if any of you try it, it, it's genuinely very good. Have breakfast, so yep. It's and not, you know, the poison. He's 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 not Tilra, obviously, but he also isn't working with the equipment that Tilra has at her disposal. Also, that is Tilra's life's work. Like she she's impressed. She's she's an impressive housekeeper, but cooking is definitely her specialty. Whereas this person is an adventurer who cooks on the side. More no. like a, more a cook who adventures on the side, really. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So this this is his retirement. You you spend an hour resting in the kitchen. Food is had. Is there anything anyone does before you finish your short rest? 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to. Would I be able to still use Arcane Recovery if I ritually cast uh, Find Familiar over the short rest? No. Okay. One, one of the then two. Never mind. Yeah, one of the two. All right. All right. An hour passes. Clothes are changed. Food is had. You all have your short rest. Roll your hit dice if you need them. But otherwise, you recover the things you recover on your short rest, and you are here. Everyone make me a perception check. Okay. <laughs> 19. 11. 16. Wow. Natural one. 18. Oh, right. So over the course of the short rest, uh, I like that Titania's natural one was the same as Sin's uh, yeah. nine. Yep. <laughs> Very good at paying attention. Not in this case, though. <laughs> 14, because of exhaustion is still a thing. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Yeah. So over the course of the short rest, several of you get odd feelings not so much like an uh, like any sort of solid identifier but it's like something feels tingly in the back of your neck hair stand up kind of situation and at certain points uh Grummond and Ithram Grummond you hear while you're cooking and serving food you hear the distinct sound of chains rattling. And you sort of feel a vibration in the floor when you do. Is it is it of a like chains rattling as in sort of a mechanical industrial sound or very sort difficult of to tell. Jacob Marley kind of deal. Very difficult to tell. It's just it just has that very that very unique sound of a lot mm -hmm. of metal sliding and clinking together. And it sort of like rumbles the floor at the same time when you hear it. It's very faint, very distant. You're not certain exactly what direction it was coming from. It might have even been below you or above you. But it's definitely something. Ithram, with a 19, you hear the ruins outside shift and slide and crumble. And amidst that crumbling, you hear... Just this, un just underneath it, this very, very bassy also very distant. You're not certain of a direction, but it's just this this bassy growl underneath the ruins crumbling. Is, is the sound of change something I've heard before in the ruins? Make a history check. Uh, did you make a history check? Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Two. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I did. It was, it was in in um, roll twenty, and the, or rather, it was in D and D Beyond, and the virtual die was right on an edge for like thirty seconds until it finally tipped over to the three. Nice. It was very disheartening. Um, with the two, no, not that you can think of. Maybe you might have heard something. Somebody mentioned it at some point in time, but nothing, nothing that you can 
immediately draw a clue on. All right. Um, anybody else hear that? There's somebody, at least something, rattling around out there. Maybe yes, underneath us, even. Either very large or very and far away, or it's nearby ish. What? But I'm assuming some of the uh, ruins outside uh, shifted and uh, heard a bit of a. Sounded like some sort of creature somewhere out there. Close enough to be heard or large enough to be heard from far away. That's not good. I thought. No, don't don't worry about it. It's the sort of thing that goes on all the time down here. We'll be fine. If we. Because we had talked about going back to. not Snowdrift. Now I'm blanking on the name of the place. Snowstrand. Snowstrand. We may not be able to get back here if it like closes up or something like that. And then what we get maybe stuck somewhere, that would be bad. We may need to just keep going for a bit. I'm all for pushing forward. I think you might need to just keep going deeper. We've... There's a certain amount of <clears throat> it's important to take care of ourselves, but there's also still a time issue and finding what we can. Yeah. Preferably before a lich has time to reform. Is there a point where these ruins stop shifting around? Or I... make, a not, his... not... make a history check, Grummond. All right. With advantage, because you've been here for a year. <laughs> well, damn. 16. A 16 or a 1. Um, so with a 16, the, uh, uh, you know that the, the ruins tend to be fairly uh, solid around large uh, uh, structural points. So like there will be, there's a there's a place you've been to before where there's like a it's like a it's like an old dwarven forge, um that you found in 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 like a a much more um a much more westerly section of the ruins, uh that is pretty much always intact whenever you get to it, uh because it's a very large square building that hasn't collapsed under all the pressure and so it maintains its shape and the ruins around it generally maintain a certain amount of uh stability um because it is very stable so around large constructions that have that have remained intact despite the ruins falling on them there is an amount of stability but everywhere else constantly shifting and changing um, he will pass that along, essentially. The, the parts of the ruins that aren't so ruined have a bit of stability to them, and they grant that stability to things around them, but there's not really a, a depth to which we'd reach where things stop altogether, more like uh, oases spread about here and there. Oh. Well, okay. You know, buildings like this manor, for instance. Like this one right here, that we're in. 
I don't like this one. Oh, it's fine inside. It's just the outside you got to watch out for. And the random cursed portraits sitting yeah, around as here. A, as a reminder, Ithram, uh, Ithram, Ghent, and Titania all look like yep. humans from a portrait. Yeah. <laughs> that Rather is suspiciously Adam's family themed. Let's keep going and maybe we'll find something. Do we want to check to see if the stairs act down lead anywhere, or...? We can certainly check it. Uh, <clears throat> probably best to check while we're here. I'd also like to take a look at that storage shed outside, but we can do the stairs first before we go out and brave the river again. Okay. Here. So, you... So the stairs are <coughs> over here in this room. If you head over, you head over there, check them. Yep. Uh, so in this room, there's a door immediately to the right of the stairs. If you're looking at the stairs to the right, um, there's a door, and then there is a door that heads down into the ruined parlor to the south. And there's stairs that seem to go down for a little ways. Not, not like, super deep. Maybe, like, Ed, judging up by looking down from where you're at, looks like they go about... Uh, 15 feet down, and then into a sort of narrow corridor kind of deal. Well, if you're curious, I suppose it's what you're paying me for. I could go down and see what's there. Shout back. That should be fun, yes. Yell if I see anything phylacterous. Also, if there's anything down there, or just perhaps another way down through. Mm-hmm. I'll come along with. All right. Yeah, let's let's see what's let's see what's there. All right. So, Jerissa and Grummond. Uh, you descend the stairs for about 15, 20 feet until you until it bottoms out into a hallway. Immediately to the left of the first, uh, of the uh, immediately to the left at the bottom of the stairs, there is a door that is a fairly old, weather-worn uh, wooden door. Uh, and further down, there is a corner that turns around into a, what seems to be a larger room, from what you can tell, and yet another door that goes off to the right. I think peer around the corner into the, the open area before we start opening anything. As you step around... At least around, that's what Drummond's going to do. Yeah, you look around, peer into this corner room. Uh, it's a fairly large square room. Has a uh, has a couple of more of these uh, sort of slightly disassembled armored statues that you see. Uh, there is a metal door that's sort of like... Uh, one of the very few metal doors that you've seen in this sort of structures. Uh immediately on the far wall another wooden door that seems to connect into potentially the same place the one immediately at the bottom of the stairs does um and a few broken like side end tables nothing moving visually not at the moment Crumman will look back at sin give them a, a thumbs up let me, let me give a peek all right Anything we'll that Trusa or not Trudev? Hold on, let me see exactly what it is. 
Um, whatever my version of site is. Which site? Which site, yes. Uh, shape changer or creature concealed by illusion or transmutation magic. Um, let me take a look. Anything in the room that is not as it is supposed to be. Yeah. Um... No, nothing. Okay. Nothing that's nothing that jumps out to you at the moment. Makes her head in. Check the door. I agree. Uh, here, stand back just in case it's trapped. Uh, I will check for traps. On which door? Uh, the, I think the first one, the one, the first one that we passed. You said there's a metal yeah, one yeah, on the left as we came down. No, there's a wooden one. So there is a wooden one right next this to one you. Here. That one's wooden. Yeah. The metal right. one is. Uh, hang on. Whoops. Down where I just went. Nope. That is another. That is a, not a metal one. That is another wooden door. Oh. Over here. Is oh, metal, metal doors in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Across the room from you. All right, yeah, then I will check for traps on that one that I'm standing beside. Okay. Go ahead and make me an investigation check. Well, at least I'm consistent. You are definitely sure there are no traps on this door. All right, totally clear. I'll pop it open. It pops open. There were no traps on the door. Hey, fair enough. Stop clock twice a day, et cetera, et cetera. No, you open up this door. Inside, there are a variety of uh, destroyed furniture and moth, or sorry, and rot-eaten uh, cloth. That uh, the let me open the door before you just jump in through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of. Like- what Grumman did, though. Um, yeah. So uh, there's there's a there's a variety of sort of moth-eaten furniture uh, and 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 uh, bed things and busted up furniture that tells you that this room was some sort of bedroom, some sort of quarters. The sort of cramped space and construction leads you to believe probably servants' quarters. There is a uh, there is a door immediately down the side, which you can tell leads right back into that room just below you, and another door on the far side. Alright, I'll go and look for traps over by the other door. Great. Uh, Give me another investigation check. Staying just outside of this room. (laughs) Very smart. That is Just a 13. In case. Uh, Fort, that, that's an intimidation check you made. Oh, uh, that should then that should be a 13. Yeah, it'd be a 13. Uh, again, pretty certain not trapped. All right, opening it again. All right, opening that door as well. You open it up, no trap. You open it up into a larger, more well-decorated hallway. 
this one has a red carpet that seems to go all the way down to, from the stairs that go back up to the main room. As far as you can sort of recall, there was a door. Uh, there was sort of like a large double double uh, double side. Uh, sorry, a large double door that you recall seeing the other side of at the top of those stairs that you can see from here. Uh, and then another door immediately in front of you, and then another door slightly to your uh, another door immediately in front of you. Okay, oh, let, let me click on the right layer. Another door immediately in front of you. Uh, another door in the corner to your right. Another door to the left, and then another door over here. Grumman turns back over his shoulder and goes, "It's really fancy in here. They've got a red carpet and everything." Yeah, also a few more doors. Meanwhile, back upstairs. Grumman Darling, uh, yeah, I was about to say, uh, Grumman Darling, not, not that that exploring this, uh, uh, just the two of us, isn't a nice little intimate uh, uh, excursion, but perhaps since we're clearly going further into our house, we should bring everybody else down. Of course. Whatever you like to do. I just going off of your operations with Crunchy, which seemed to be sending him forward until he died. But uh, <laughs> you're the one who's paying, so I'm uh, glad you understand what our operation tactics were. Oh, I know what I'm here to do. Delightful. But uh, yes, you no. Know, there's a certain point where once we get jumped by whatever monster it is, it might actually be useful to have them around us. Yeah, back upstairs. Mm-hmm. The the two of them disappeared into darkness. You can hear vague sounds of voices down the stairs. Uh and the occasional door opening. Yeah. Um be sad when he dies. Quick flavor question uh yes. for you, John. Mm-hmm. Um one of the forms of the Rod of Lordly Might is a plus three battle axe, but mechanically speaking, a battle axe is identical to a long sword. Can I flavor it as a sword rather than an axe for the sake of the Samurai aesthetic. Is it identical to a longsword? Yeah, they're both 1d8 weapons with versatile 1d10 that deal slashing damage. Uh, sure. Sweet. He has proven himself quite useful. Hopefully. Really good food. With skin supplies, yes. I mean, like, I'm fine he's, to just go bear and eat something, but... <laughs> despite Gens' protestations, he's actually done very good, both as a scout and just as an ally. Gent to the left. I'm right here. Yes, I know you are. That's why I'm teasing you. Shall we go down and see if they've been stuck in the room? If they don't come back in shortly, we probably should check up on them. I think now's probably the time limit. About now, then. Chris is just coming around, gets just to the edge of the of the door, and just starts shrieking like she's being killed. <laughs> you hear the sounds of Panic. someone being murdered. Make a performance check. All Person. right, all right. I dare you to roll a natural one, and it's just, ah... Don't you? It's gonna be like active or passive insight checks. I don't need checks. the help. <laughs> Did pa- you just warn Grumman at all? 
I mean, she just walked pretty much inside of you doing it. Okay. So what's ever, so what's everyone's <laughs> passive better. performance checks? Eleven. Passive insight, you mean? <laughs> yeah, sorry, passive insight. Yeah. Um, eighteen. So it's a it's a it's a passable like it's a pa- it's it's a passable like death scream. But it's very much the Jerissa is doing a Wilhelm scream. Yes. So you you are all like you you're like hearing it's like wait. Why does it? Why is she adding echo to it like she's falling off a cliff? It would work well on a stage. <laughs> like you're you're all like like I would believe this if we were outside at a place where you could fall. Kind of scream is what is what you like, what you kind of get out of it. I think we're. I think it's safe. <laughs> I, I think that's our signal. <laughs> As Valda starts heading down the stairs. Yep. <laughs> you know, I was admire the sort of person who can have fun with being in a place that's full of death around every corner. I like you all. Thank you. <sighs> Can't just staying up there because I'm not moving around. As Valdeth walks around the corner, very good impression. Just. Uh-huh. Did you actually the, find anything? The, the ambience in here, the the, the uh, acoustics in here, is not what I'm used to. No, we have found nothing. Well, let me rephrase. I did have some thoughts about one of the other rooms. It's it's becoming a a, a whole floor, but um, this room over here, pointing at this one. Is an empty room mostly. There's just gesture. You said there's like destroyed furniture and the like. There's destroyed furniture and two like sort of suits of armor that seem to yeah. be slightly disassembled. But it is also the only room with a big metal door that we've found. That this one. That's certainly oh, suspicious. Yeah. I. And I feel like perhaps we shouldn't open it until we've checked everything else out because. Odds are, in my estimation, probably at least fairly good that it's that it's either keeping something very valuable in, or preventing something very dangerous from getting out. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, everything else in this place has been pretty heavily ransacked. Um, there is a lot more down where where Grumman is. Have have there been other armor statues, like other other suits of armor that have been standing? Have they all been like taken entirely apart? No, or? there have been there have been several suits of armor that suits of armor stat like like racks of armor that seem partially disassembled. Okay. Uh, though Grummond, while they're you know back there having a conversation, there is uh, in this hallway there is a a much more well put together, uh, like suit of armor over here than the other ones. It's just sort of like it's this tall. Uh, it's in, it's actually in that hallway that you were just in over here. Like sort of it just in the corner. I, I, it, it, I realized belatedly that wasn't you pinging. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, in the corner right over here, there is just this very nice black armored with sort of silver filigree um, like suit of armor 
sort of standing as if as if posed you know uh with a uh with a sort of a long sword uh like attached in in one hand like like sort of like standing in like sort of a salute Grumman turns and sort of leans back around the corner of the door and says, hey, sorry to interrupt while you're having a conversation, but uh, I just want to make sure I understand the dynamics of the group a little better. Um, given what happened upstairs with the rug and all, are we supposed to go up and just immediately attack the things that look like they're going to attack us back? Or should I hold off on that until we're all gathered uh, together? Thank you for asking. Please hold off, Valdez says as she goes Will to walk do. and check. I, I did give you a 10-foot pole. Use however you deem fit. Yep. Right. No. Well, I just, like I it, said, wanted to make sure if you all wanted to be here first, or, uh, but I, happy to I, go ahead. I definitely want to be here first, Valda says as she right. walks into the hallway. Anyone else want to come and see if the suit of armor is about to attack us? Yeah, it sounds like a delightful idea. As Valdeth pulls out the Rod of Lordly Might and hits one of the buttons and just a, a long blade emerges from the edge of it. Basically, the way it works is that uh, the the rod sort of uh, shifts and twists and a blade doesn't emerge, a blade doesn't like sort of emerge from it as much as the where the head of the rod is rotates backwards and collapses around where you're holding it to form a handguard. As as a sort of cantilever to that, a blade sort of shing, uh, unfolds out of it. Mm. Fancy. So you gather in this hallway. Mm. There is this again, black with silver filigree. And uh, it seems much better kept than the other suits of armor that we've seen around here. Much better kept. I mean, much better condition. Taking, taking a peek at it, do I see, like, any runes or anything on it? Like, possibly enchanted armor? Make a perception check. All right. I operate my greens, uh, greatsword. Mm, I'm going to use an inspiration. Four. Four. No, I mean, like there, like there's it's very nice filigree. The 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 helmet is very nice as well. Uh, articulated fingers. It looks like the armor has like it. It it it. No, it looks like a well kept suit of armor. All right, I'll I'll reach out with the ten foot pole. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I don't think it's. I think it's just well kept. Like nothing's nothing's nothing magical is radiating to you. I'll just reach out with the pole and see if I can um, sort of put it under the hilt of the sword and lift the sword a little bit, move it around, see if anything happens. Put the pole under the sword and bop it up. No, it's it, that sword's held firm. I'll just give it. I'll, I'll give the helm a few taps. Ting ting. Make a perception check. The queen is not receiving anyone today. <laughs> Unnatural twenty. Hmm. The echo, the 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 echo from doesn't sound like the echo you'd get from an empty helmet. As you ting ting, like there's still a bit of a reverberation, but it definitely does not. It's not an empty helmet. As you sort of 
sort of stand there and just start, just start listening to it, you hear the faint sound of like this faint sound coming from inside the armor. Well, it's not empty. There's some sort of clockwork, maybe? Could be a bomb, could be a, <laughs> one of them auto, auto, you know, the walking tin can not, things. An automaton? That's the one. We're about to have an encounter with a clockwork knight, Valdez says. Well, if that's what you believe it is, I can take a closer look. Well, and no sense getting right up at it where it's going to uh, try to take you apart. Won't you just knock its top off and see what will happen? Just takes one step to the side. Go for it. <laughs> can I knock the helmet off with the uh, pole? You can certainly try. The pole's metal too, don't worry. <laughs> Right. All right, so how? Uh, what do you want me to roll? An attack? An yeah, attack roll, yeah. Okay. We'll say for the purposes of this, the 10-foot pole can be a quarter staff. can be like the, the effect of, of a quarter staff. All right, so I'm, I'm proficient with that. Just a 14. Uh, 14. So you trying to knock that helmet off, and it doesn't fall off. But now all of you can hear that ticking sound as the clockwork inside this thing begins to speed up in its activity. Run. I am what? moving my ass what's, away. What's here? What's this again? <laughs> Another is door. Is that the metal door? No, that's not the metal door. The, the metal the door metal... is to your. The metal door is to the side. Okay. Uh, so, Teresa, uh, you're stepping away. Yeah. To be clear, like we are all sort of spread out currently, map wise. Mm-hmm. I'd gone up here because that's where Valdeth was, so I assume that's where where all of this was happening. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. this bottom right corner okay. of this hallway. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, the the ticking speeds up and gets louder and gets louder and then I stops. Grumman kind of puts one palm into a fist, cracks one set of knuckles, does the other one, says, "All right, we're gonna have to take you apart the old-fashioned way." And Titania, walk up towards it. Titania, yeah. you hear the door, uh, that metal door. Oh. I want to go look at it. It's over here. Sorry. Oh. Where is it? It's over here. Okay. The door opens. I'm walking toward it. We'll look oh, in. Bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what that is. You open the door. Yeah. There's a long hallway inside that leads to another metal door. And from the other side, you hear.
coming from the other side of that door. Something big is moving. On my way, shall we? Uh, all right, let's go is check and see moving? what that was. Yep. That might that might have just been the secret the secret device to open the door. Titania, you Ooh. watch this metal door. Huh? As as people are coming through, you're still all taking yeah. your time. Hang on a second. I'm going to put people in places for where they're at when this happens. Fair. Okay. Okay. So, Valdeth, you're right there. Teresa, you're going to be right there. Ithram, you're probably right around. You were closer to the door, so you're probably right around there. Uh, Grumman, are you also following behind? Grumman is trying to unscrew the helmet. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so Titania, as you sort of step in and as people are coming forward, the door in front of you suddenly boom, deforms. This oh ma- this large metal door just bends inward as some very large amount of force impacts on it. Okay. And a second one. All right. What was that? So, Titania, you just heard you just heard Sin now you're all you're all are coming through, so you're getting closer. Something big. Um I have to see that. Hang on. I'm looking at spells. <laughs> um Ithram, do you have that uh stick that can Lock doors? I'm really specific. <laughs> Ithram, before you can answer, you see these two ar- suits of armor that are in the corner, that are in the southern corners, begin, the, you can hear clockwork beginning to tick, tick, tick inside them as the disassembled pieces begin pulling themselves back together. Grummond, you're trying to unscrew this helmet and the the free hand reaches up, and just sort of grabs at your shoulder. We're going to start rolling initiative. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) All right, I'm definitely getting a new set of shiny belt buckles. As several things are going to start appearing. Oh, boy. I didn't have time to do wild shape, did I? No, not yet. Shoot. Ooh, I rolled. A hit die in my short rest, so I get to start with one sin. Did the uh, the super nice statue that um, well suit of armor that Grumman was trying to decapitate have a shield? Um, no. Okay. Two. Yep. Sorry, give me just a moment. Uh, oh, right, that is an ability check, so I do need to be able to... God, okay. Thank yes, you. initiative is an ability check, so if you have exhaustion... Alright. You... Some initiative. You get some initiative. And you get some initiative. And you get some initiative. 
All right. I think is that everyone? Rissa, Grummond, Ithram, Falda, Titania. Yes, that's everyone. All right. So first, the suit of armor that's sort of right next to you, Ithram. You watch as it the bits and pieces of it that were sort of distended down and hanging by what you thought were just sort of straps. The straps begin to rotate as if they're being reeled back in upon some sort of pulley system. And and you hear all this clockwork just begin to reconnect itself. Uh, as it and as it is putting itself together, uh, the chest of this armor sort of hinges open, and you sort of see a mechanism inside begin to glow with a little bit of fire. Ooh, interesting. Uh, let's see. That does not look arcane. It isn't. <laughs> Hang on a second. I think that's missing some information. Oh, no, it's not. So, yeah, you sort of... Ooh, interesting. A net just shoots out of its chest, collides with you, does no damage, but wraps around you, restraining you, uh, as it is, and it sort of, like, latches onto you with this net from its chest that begins to retract towards it. Oh, not again! No, this is not you. That's Ithram. <laughs> oh, fair. Jerissa. Sorry, re-explain exactly what's going on right now in terms of what I just saw. Cause... So what you just saw was the two the two statues to the south of you have begun to reassemble themselves. Or the two suits of armor to the south of you have begun to reassemble themselves. One of them reassembled itself a little bit faster and launched a net out of its chest that wrapped around Ithram and sort of locked him down. Okay, uh... <laughs> Let's um made a blah blah All right, I will yeah, I'm gonna try to hit this this some And before I do that though, I am going to cast use my bonus action to cast Banishing Smite. Right? On the 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 one that it's actually first, can I get a real quick arcana roll? Would these things qualify as creatures? Give me an arcana roll. Twelve. So just, they look like constructs. You're pretty certain right. they're constructs. So that counts. 
which do count as creatures, yes, but they have they have certain things that they are, that they aren't as affected by or affected at all by as uh-huh. normal creatures would be, like psychic damage, things like that. But right, banishing being banished is not generally one of those things. No, being banished can happen to basically anybody. Um, and is the one that is still in the process of being assembled? Would it be safe to estimate that it's probably currently a creature, even if it's not fully together? Yeah, it's currently a creature. Even okay. if it's not fully together. I'm going to I'm going to go over to that one. Cast banishing smite. Run my hand along my sword, and then take a swing. All right. 18. 18 hits. Okay. So it takes... Uh, let's see. Uh, so it takes 17 slashing, 5 radiant. Um... And it needs to make a... Uh, Banishing Strike also has an amount of force damage, doesn't it? Oh, there's no save on it. Never mind. Yeah, no, I was. I thought it was a save. No, it's an amount of force damage, and if it drops them below 50 hit points, they go away. <laughs> and 22 force damage. Uh, so yeah, you smash this thing with a, with your greatsword. There's this mm-hmm. burst of arcane energy that rips through your sword and through its body. And before you finish the swing, it disappears. In a it was banished way or it disappears under some mysterious power that I am not aware of. You are aware of the fact that you banished okay. it. Okay, I just wanted to make sure look, <laughs> your your creatures can have some weird abilities sometimes. <laughs> it's so. true, it's true. No no no. You you banished it. Okay, good. Banish it hard. That is my turn. All right. I believe it stays banished so long as you concentrate on banishing smite. Or... It stay um or is it just banished for a set amount of time? It remains there, yeah, as long as I concentrate up to a minute. Yeah, so you... If and you, it's either so, on its home plane, or if this is its home plane, a harmless demi-plane. Yeah. Well, so, if, 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 it, if it has a different home plane, it's just gone, period. No. Only if it lasts for a minute. That's and, banishment. Yeah, that's banishment. No, this is that's, not the banishment that, spell. The reread banishment. that for a second. If the target is native to a different plane of existence than you're on, the target disappears returning to its home plane, period. Second sentence, if the target is native to the plane you're on, it vanishes into a harmless demi-plane, it lasts, it remains there until the spell ends. Yes. It doesn't, it doesn't stay there if the spell completes while it's still gone, unlike Banish. Oh, uh, no, sorry, I'm the one reading this. I'm, yeah. I'm the one reading the grammar wrong. Yeah, you're reading the grammar wrong. Yeah, yeah, no. Anyways. It, it does not stay gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> Banishing Smite is not as good as Banish. No, well, b- because it does its own stuff. Yeah. And it's, I think yeah. it's actually not, it's either the same level or, or just one level higher than Banishment, so. Yeah. Uh, it's it's one level higher than Banishment, yeah. Yeah. 
It doesn't, ha- but it, it like it doesn't have a saving throw, and it does damage. Those are the two yeah. things that it gets instead of permanently being able to banish things. Yeah. So yeah. No. Anyway. To be fair, the the health the health bar that it puts them at of being under fifty is basically saying you could probably kill this thing in another smite anyway. Yeah, that's why it's a concentration it's spell. So it's gone at the at the shortest period of time that it'll be gone is until you lose your concentration or until you ready your next smite spell. So basically, the, the 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 thing with banishing smite is banishing smite. Oh, it went away. All right, next round, smite. It's back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Yes, that is my turn. At the end of your turn, Titania, the door that you're in front of. Yep. Another massive indentation, and then. The door, along with several bits of the stone wall that's attached to, rocket towards you, slamming into the ground just before your feet. Uh, On the other side of it is this massive construct uh, that is sort of, it looks like, um, uh, let me look at it. It's this massive construct that's sort of like this hunched over uh, mechanical form that has many, many weapons locked, like sort of stabbed into it at several different angles, uh, along with several what look like frostbitten corpses that are just sort of stapled to it at various in various directions. Um, and the entire thing is sort of covered in this sheen of cold frost as you sort of get this immediate waft of cold air coming to you after the door slammed open. It seems like it's too large for the uh, for the hallway that you're in. Yeah. But you also just saw it blast through what was presumably a locked and barred door and you're pretty sure. certain the hallway is not going to stop it. Okay. Uh, in fact, it's used its action to blast the door, so it's going to use its movement. It just starts moving towards you, and as it does, the wall begins to crumble around it as it just shoulders through. It gets to right there. Does it seem it all slowed by that, then? A little bit. Go through the wall? Okay. Oh, yeah, it's a little bit slowed by going through the wall. Okay, okay. Not a lot, but a little bit. It's got a push. It is essentially squeezing. Yeah. Grummond. So what the the net is doing what to Oh no, I'm not. You're netted. not netted. No. Aha, okay. All right. So <laughs> I'm going to um uh step to here. Sort of step around it and then I'm going to hit this thing just go again boxer stance and take a swing at the helmet that i was trying to screw off you know i'm realizing that these clockwork soldiers like the the toma beasts art for these clockwork soldiers looks kind of garlean a little bit uh 28 I'm, hits i'm really ho- i'm really hoping that hit uh um, 28 hits all right so uh that's a uh, ten, 10 points of damage. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna spend a key point and see if I can stun it. Okay. Was that I, as a as a player? I think that's unlikely, but it's definitely something Grumman would try. Yeah, you try to stun it. 
Uh, so what does that have to do in order to uh, resist a stun? Uh, it has to make, oh. I believe, a, a, a constitution save. Okay. It's, let me see. They rolled a natural one, and it's not immune to being stunned. Uh, so you just sort of, you slam it, and you hear a piece, you hear a gear break loose, and it just sort of ping, ting, 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 ting on the inside, and then, and it's like the clockwork sounds that it makes as it begins to try to lower its arm to get ready to attack you, catches. And it's like, like it's trying to move, but something is stuck. Okay. sound at a... a way too old recliner makes when you sit down in it just before you get a spring stabbing into your kidney. <laughs> ah, god damn. All right, so that, was your, follow up. that was your first attack. Yeah, I'm going to follow up with another right jab. Um, and uh, that's a 22. With advantage, 22. stunned. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to Roll again, because I forgot about it. Then. Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine hits. All right, and I'm just gonna take this guy apart by himself. <laughs> he see. he did say that he's gonna have to do it the old-fashioned way. I don't know why it won't let me roll damage. Hold on. Just click on the unarmed strike but uh, name in roll twenty chat. That's what I'm trying to do, and it's not doing anything. Um, I, I'll just I'll do it in. Uh, uh, there it is. Uh, 16. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and spend another key point for Flurry of Blows. <laughs> flurry of Blows. Uh, and so this is so two, two rights and then uh, an undercut from the left. Uh, I forgot to roll with advantage. Uh, 29. 29 hits again. Uh, nine points of damage. I'm gonna just just for fun. I'm gonna use Crusher to 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 move it five feet. I'm assuming I can't slam it into the wall and do extra damage. So if that's the case, I just want to move it to that space over towards the door. Uh, yeah, sure. You <laughs> slide. You you get that left hook in, and it sort of <laughs> slides over towards the door. Yeah, and then um, I'm gonna uh, at this point follow around with a um. Uh, with a roundhouse from the right. Uh, and it is... God damn it, I forgot. To, I keep forgetting to roll twice in a row. Uh, well, that 30, I assume, hits. Yes, 30 hits. <laughs> no, and 30 misses. What? And another 13 points of damage. Alright. So yeah, just, just knocking this thing back and forth around in the hallway. And he's sort of he's sort of ducking and jiving as he's moving it around. Um just FYI as a drunken master, when um when I use um uh when I use my uh my flurry of blows, um I uh automatically have disengage. Yep. So you can move away without broken top opportunity if you so desire. And my uh, walking speed is 10 higher. So my yep. walking speed is temporarily 60. And that's... Uh, so nice. I'm going they to... make up I, for all the disadvantages. Yeah, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm going to move around over to here. Just sort of circle around it. Um, I don't see anybody in here. Nope. 
Um, let's see. Uh, but I can, is this door? This door is not open, right? Correct. The door is not open yet. All right. I'm going to go to there and open the door. You open the door. The first thing I... you see is Ithram entangled in a net. No. It, it, does does this uh, Clockwork Soldier look the same as the other one? No, it's different. Okay. Uh, I see you all found the toy your own. Oh, we got one coming up from that way. Don't worry, I beat the shit out of it. And when it figures out which way is up, I'm going to punch it some more. And that's my turn. <laughs> Ithram. Question. This net that's currently encapsulating me, what is it made of? Rope or wire? Uh, wire. All right, then. Uh, I'm not going to do that. What, uh, shock yourself? <laughs> No, I was gonna shock it, <laughs> but do it. Uh, <laughs> it's no, made of metal. I'm, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he's gonna hold. Uh, he's gonna stick one of his hands through uh, one of the holes in the net, and a uh, bit of fire gathers in his palm. And let's see, which level do I want to cast it at? Yeah, I'll cast it at third level. Uh, I'm going to cast Agonizer Scorcher uh, straight in this corner. <laughs> at this yep. So DC 18. Oh, oh I got to roll one more D8. But DC 18 deck save. Or take 14 points of fire damage. Rolled a two. All right, so 14 points of fire damage. Yeah, you just light it up. Still standing, a little bit red from the heat. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. It's a little bit hotter, actually. It starts to sort of like a little bit, a little bit of burn as the net touches you. You'd leave cool scars. No. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Doesn't hurt yet. I, I mean, doesn't like doesn't like like. I don't hold it that long. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's me. All right. I, I can't move. Uh, <laughs> the wizards aren't known for their bonus actions. Clockwork Knight's turn. Uh, it doesn't do anything because it's still trying to get that gear out. Valdeth. Uh, yeah. So. We're going to get rid of this thing that's on Ithrim. Uh, so we're going to take a bonus action, gain my second Sen. Step over here. And cut it open. 27 to hit. 27 to hit uh, the, the clockwork? Yes. That hits. Uh, that'll be 12 slashing. And 20 to hit. That hits. 18 slashing. Still standing. Alright. Titania, something large this way cometh. Yep. I'm gonna stick my staff out at it and cast Shatter. Alright. 
it has to make a con save. Uh, it's made out of inorganic stuff, so it has disadvantage. It also has magic resistance, so it has advantage. Okay, fine. It's flat. <laughs> Damn it, Cody. Also, at least half of it is organic. There's a whole bunch of corpses taped to it. It, it, it. The core of it, though, is inorganic, and so I think it counts. The moving bits. <laughs> mm-hmm. The parts that matter. <laughs> Sorry, the actively moving bits, not the ones that are moving just by momentum. <laughs> Rolled a 17. Hey, I don't think that works. Um, it doesn't say the staff is, I think it has the same DC as I do. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so 18. Nope. Okay. Uh, let's see. That does it at... Yeah. So it does 3d8 thunder. 13 thunder damage. You do 13 thunder damage to it. You also do 13 thunder damage to the surrounding walls. As all of you hear this this cacophonous sound Mm. coming from the hallway. Uh, And as you do, the walls around it start to crumble, giving it much more room to move. Okay, well, that was, that was a choice. Um, and then I'm gonna uh, get away from this thing. I'm gonna use face step. And I'm going to teleport out 30 feet. Yeah. Out in the hallway. All right, so you... Away from it. There's a flash of fey energy uh, out the out the door uh, of the hallway, and Titania yep. appears at the other side of the room. It's big. It's really big. That's my turn. All right. Uh, it's the Watchman's turn. Uh, because it still has a hold of Ithram, uh, you hear the sound of clockwork turning on the inside. And it looks over at Valdeth, reaches over, and tries to grab Valdeth with a hand. Okay. Is this like opposed athletics, or...? No, it's an attack roll on its part. It's not grappling you. This is not the book-standard version of this creature. Okay. Does a 21 hit you? Uh, yes. Alright. So it reaches out and grabs your shoulder. And as it does, there's a ting And the entire thing suddenly lights up with electricity. As it electrocutes you and Ithram. Because Ithram's still in the net. Fortunately, it rolled a 2 and a 1 on its 2d10 electrical lightning damage. So the two of you take 3 lightning damage. Excellent. It's a light buzz. (laughs) Jurissa. Yep. All right. Um, Sort of peeks up. 
do you two have this thing covered? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Very well. Walk up. Ooh, you're delightful. Um, not walking into the room. Actually, let's let 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 let's let's go. I mean, it's not going to make a huge difference, but maybe. Um, uh, uh, holds out, holds out uh, her hand that has the gauntlet on it, sort of twists it, gestures, and is firing off a few Eldritch Blasts. <clears throat> well, this is the first time you've used the gauntlet, isn't it? Yep. I mean, it's the first time I've Eldritch Blasted it at all. Yeah. So that is a Jesus Christ. Yep, Are you I'm surprised? Dice. That's what I'm saying. I sure am rolling <laughs> dice. The 19 hits. Good. I hit once out of three with a plus 10 to hit. Yep. What'd you roll? Four. Four damage. Oh, for the audience benefit, really. I just think you wanted to make me say it. Yep. You tell them what you rolled. <laughs> you tell them what you rolled. Um... What, was that including your extra attack? Oh, that's right. You do get an extra attack. That's mm -hmm. right. That's right. Um, Don't roll a one. Or a two. <laughs> For those at home, I rolled a natural six, a nine, a three, and a two on my four attack rolls. Uh, what happens when you roll a two on the attack roll? That's a real good question. Um, no, it is, yep, you're right. It is a one or a two. Great. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Why do you roll good on that one? <laughs> Real good. <laughs> so, are you, are you only wearing like one of the gauntlets, basically? Uh, yeah, I think so, probably. All right, so you all watch as this 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 um reinforced leather glove gauntlet that 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 Juris is wearing on one hand lights up with these green sort of teal green bluish uh, uh runes as these as this energy charges up and as jerissa releases these eldritch blasts a fourth one begins to charge and then you watch as it and all the runes on the glove flash red and it explodes in energy and this sort of she eldritch she looks like oh fuck <laughs> 
as this wave of necrotic energy backfires out of the gauntlets and into Jerissa, dealing 20 necrotic damage and reducing your hit point maximum by 20. Yeesh. Ow. Fuck. Oh, that's right. It does to the back. <laughs> that's, that's dangerous. Only for me, because you really have to roll badly. Uh, and hold Just on. Just saying, you got like a one in. You have a one in ten chance of blowing yourself up. Good news: the banishment is still holding. Yay! So, for those that are unfamiliar, the Gauntlets of Eldritch Fury. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I won't explain it. Oh no, that was that oh, was okay. reacting to. So, the Gauntlets of Eldritch Fury. Um, do two, do do three things. When you hit a target with an eldritch with an eldritch blast spell, you treat any one on a damage die as a two. So you can the minimum you can roll on damage is a two with an eldritch blast. With the that's why it's eldritch good fear. for me well, to have it because yeah. my die rolling. Additionally, while wearing the gauntlets, uh, you can choose to create an additional beam of energy to make an extra attack whenever you cast eldritch blast. So it increases the amount of beams that you fire with eldritch blast by one. And that's that's not to a maximum. So even if you've got your all four of your Eldritch Blasts, you can just shoot a fifth one. However, when you roll a one or a two on an attack roll made with uh, made whenever you cast Eldritch Blast, whenever you catch Eldritch Blast, not just on the last one, uh, you take. Uh, oh no 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 no! Actually, sorry, it is only with the extra beam, which that was. So which it, it was matter with any of the other ones. Correct. Uh, so when you roll one or two on an attack roll made with this extra beam, you take 3d12 necrotic damage, and until you finish a short or long rest, your hit point maximum is reduced by an amount equal to the necrotic damage you take. The necrotic damage, this necrotic damage ignores any resistance and immunity, and if it reduces you to zero, you die. And of course, me being me, with 3d12, 3 to, 3 to 36, of course I rolled 20 damage. Yep. Yeah. Driss is just like it punishes you for being greedy. What the hell was that? I'm good. Focus on bad guys. Anything else on your turn? No, she just mostly just spends the the rest of her turn like like forcing forcing through sheer willpower to maintain concentration on the spell. There's just this trickle of blood coming out of your nose. Fine. Back up farther. <laughs> uh, Valdeth, you hear the wall beside you begin to crumble? Yep. As this massive construct with frostbitten bodies stapled to it bursts through the through where the door would have been or where the door still was and the wall coming out into the room proper and just sort of rearing back to its full height this thing like the body is stapled to the top of its back are scraping the ceiling uh as the as the bits of weaponry and uh the bits of weaponry and and various other things stabbed into its top break and shatter away and as it rears back, looking around with these ma- two massive, like, spiked arms. Oh, yeah. Is what it yells. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, 
it turns and sort of surveys the 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 gathering around it. Ah, you're too close for that. Yep. And just whips around one arm, one arm punching at Ithram because it's in a net. Excuse me, I'm in a net. It's outside the net. Because you're in the net, yeah. The rest of the universe is in a net. (laughs) You're on the wrong side of it. Does the 28 hit you? You know what? This time, yes, I'll let it. Good. You take 27 bludgeoning damage and 19 necrotic damage. As just... And as it hits you, you feel this siphoning energy that it sort of like... Like it just sort of rips away some of your life force with that first punch. And then it wheels back and just backhands towards Grummond in the, in the door. Does a 26 hit you, Grummond? Yes, it does across your face a fist the size of you basically just comes and backhands you and as the spikes tear into you you take 20 bludgeoning and 19 necrotic damage as the only actual credible threat in this fight appears Grumman oh well, I don't know where this thing came from, but uh, I know what we're going to have to do to it. And I'm going to... How, how tall is it? Um, it's, it's like, I, it's, it's a little bit hunched over, but the, the, the hunch gets to about 20 feet. Okay. Which is scraping uh, the ceiling. Okay, so I'm going to... Um, run up the wall beside me and then jump off and try to punch it on its sort of upper upper hump, I guess. Okay. Um, you are flanking it with Valda, so you do have advantage. Okay. Uh, 22? 22 uh, hits. Thank God. Uh, 15 points of damage. Yep. I'm gonna try to stun it. That's a con save? Yeah. (laughs) Natural one! (laughs) Yes! Um, alright, so, um, uh, Again, you hit it, and you hear a gear just break loose and get stuck in the mechanism. Um, Grumman's, Grumman's up there, and he shouts down, All right, everybody, get to ringing this bell while the ringing's good. And he's going to uh, just take... I'm going to spend a key point to, to trigger... Um, uh, uh, on our... Uh, what's it called? Flurry of Blows. And he's going to take two pops, just boom, boom. Um, I'm gonna get. You have another attack still, both. don't you? I know, but he's doing so. Twenty six hits. All right. That's actually a thirty. That's actually a thirty one. 
Oh, yeah, 31. Okay. Yep. Another 15. Uh, and then um, my second hit. 27 hits. Uh, all right. And um, since I, so 11 more points of damage. And then since I am uh, on top of it, how, how far away does this thing look like it can reach? Um, not very far. Like it's big and it's got large, like large hands, but it mm-hmm. seems like for the most part, it's, it, 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 it swings very close to it. It doesn't have a lot of mobility with its arms. Okay. All right. Um, and I can't move into a space occupied by, by a, no. a friend, right? Okay. I mean, you can move All through right. it, but you can't stop in it. Yeah. Um, all right. Then I think, I think with that, um, he's going to then, uh, kick off of it, uh, with the, the, the last blow, uh, being a kick and then we'll land back in the space where he started going back and blocking that door in case the other clockwork thing comes up. All right. Oops, sorry. That's the I rolled the wrong thing. There we go. Uh, you have advantage. There you go. So, 23. 23 hits. All right. Um, and another 16 points. 16 points of bludgeoning. All right. Anything else on your turn? I uh, don't think so. I think I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to stay there and stop the other thing from coming in and, mm-hmm. in case it tries to. Ithram. All right. Mm. Sure. Uh, He flicks the wrist of the hand that's outside of the net and uh, then casts Steel Wind Strike. First one. Yeah, now you can still do that. First one at the little one in the corner. It's just uh, melee attack, if I remember correct. Melee spell attack, but yeah. Yeah. So I'll just use the boomy blade attack. Oh, moving blade attack is a, as an actual melee attack, not a melee spell uh, attack. A melee spell attack is just an attack with your spell modifier. So it's just be it would just be a d20 plus your intelligence plus proficiency. Okay, yeah, here we go. I got to set up right now. Than, yeah. yeah, yeah. For for most spellcasters, twenty nine stuff like this, it might just be useful to have like melee spell attack and range spell attack general rules. Uh twenty nine hits. All right. Which one are you hitting it- first? Uh, this one down in the corner for just, 39 points of force damage. It explodes in a shower of clockwork. <laughs> I disappear. It's a grenade. <laughs> and then second one for the big guy, I'm just going to pop up over here when I come back. Uh, also 29. 29 hits? You have advantage oh, so, so oh. hit it nice. Nicely done. Uh, see if it's a Nope. nope. So, so 29 points. for 46 points of force damage. 
And because fuck that guy, I'm going to use a power surge. And so it's actually 53 points of force damage. What does power surge do? Adds half of my spellcaster level to any spell that I cast. How much is that? Seven points. Ow, yeah. So just just explosions of force energy and bits and pieces go flying off both of these things. One of the frostbitten corpses hits the ground. Hey! That's it. From behind you, Grumman, you hear the sound of a cog being ejected. All right. <laughs> you I'm over here. I thought you forgot about the party. Oh, look, he's got advantage. Uh, the other guy's stunned. Does he still get it? Oh, yeah, no, he's stunned. He's not threatening you at the moment, so. Yeah, he just comes forward with that long sword, bringing it to bear. <clears throat> a natural twenty. No, uh, <laughs> you know, funnily enough, that hits uh, for seventeen slashing damage. As this long sword just digs into your side, but that's all he gets to do. No bad effort, not death. <sighs> all right, I guess it's time to. Deal with this thing now, as she reaches her thumb up and presses the first button on the Rod of Lordly Might, and the magical aura that's granting the blade its supernatural sharpness turns into flames as it changes from a plus three longsword into a flame tongue longsword. Yeah, just the, it's it's the same sword shape. It just goes, <laughs> just like like there's just like two vents open up on either side of it, and just emit flame. As it loses the plus three bonus to attack and damage rolls, but instead gains extra damage dice. So, and I've got advantage on it, so it's going good. So, 23 to hit. Yep. For 15 slashing and 8 fire. And 21 to hit. For 13 slashing and 5 fire. Alrighty. Um, anything else on your turn? Anything else on your turn? That's it. Titania. Okay. Did I hear right? This big construct is stunned right now. Yep. Sure is. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna come around the corner then. And oh god. Well, <clears throat> yep, no, I'm going to do it. I'm sorry, Grummond. Very sorry for what I'm about to do. But I'm going to cast a lightning bolt. He's a hey, monkey. He has a conflict of interest after I signed the corpse release form. <laughs> and yeah, just send a line right through there. You this is the real way that... that, that... <laughs> Titania gets all of her zombies. She just gets people <laughs> to sign the contract and then she kills them in battle. I mean... Uh, did you take that level, that prerequisite for the staff? 
yeah. I yeah. Okay. And uh-huh. you took the bird flying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the uh the one that has shatter and lightning bolt and etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You get a third one. What was the third variant property that you took? Spirit spirit I have two more. Spirit Guardians and Windwall. No, you have the other ones. You have three properties. Broom of flying mm-hmm. is one of them. Yeah, but it gets four spells with it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. What I mean was, what was the third property that you took? Oh, uh, staff, staff gains eight charges and regains blah blah blah. You get these spells. Yeah, so that's the, yeah. that's the second. Uh huh. And then the third took. one is the resistance to cold damage. Okay, that was the one that I was looking for. Yep. <laughs> uh huh. Nope. I'm gonna send a lightning bolt through them. Uh, uh-huh. They all make a deck save. Uh, they automatically fit. The big guy automatically fails. Yeah, because he's stunned. Yep. Roman's a monk. He's got evasion. Yeah. You Girl, mean trap detection? Actually, absorbs lightning. <laughs> The, uh, yeah, that'd be the that'd be the terrifying part here. The the huntsman the we'll huntsman uh, uh, chooses chooses to fail. Oh, okay. I don't like that. Uh, so yes, the huntsman does absorb, does absorb lightning. We're finding out. All right. Well. Oh well. Um. It is eight d six. I will laugh if you heal <laughs> both of the both of our adversaries yeah. and damage no, Grumman. Don't. <laughs> uh, Grumman, uh, you're saving throw. Dexterity oh, saving throw. Uh, 17? Nope. <laughs> right. Well, hold hold on, hold on. I I think I can I think I can spend a key point and re-roll it. Do you have an inspiration? Uh I I do, but I also think I have a I have drunkard's luck. So I can spend yeah, Oh no, that just cancels disadvantage. Never mind. Uh, you you also have diamond soul, I think, at this level, don't you? Which lets you spend key points to re-roll failed saves. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. Um uh, yep. I'm sorry, I was thinking of the wrong thing. Let me just double check, make sure. I know I have something on saves. I think you're right. I think it's Dinosaur. It's Dinosaur. Uh, proficient in all of them. And yes, I can spend a key point and re-roll it. Yeah, I would very much like to, please. Go ahead, spend a key point and roll 19? Yep, that's uh, saves. You get okay. half damage. No damage. No, he gets no damage because he has evasion. Because oh, monks are crazy, yo. Yep, At high yep. levels, monks are terrified. Good news. You 20... only healed our enemy. Yeah, twenty nine lightning damage. So I, the big one. I think he he just falls down. The big one gets blown apart. Oh, good. <laughs> the one behind Grummond gets hit with the lightning bolt, and you hear the sound of gears spinning faster. Oh no! Okay, he's been turbocharged. Well, I still feel good about that. That's. My action, as, I don't have a bonus action. As a yet. note, mostly for Grummond, uh, it's now glowing with electricity. It hasn't gone away yet. Oh, boy. You should <laughs> get away from it. It's gone uh, super cyborg. Jarissa. Big thing. Uh, please <laughs> tell me ground. it's direct. Oh, good. It's directly behind. Um, you're prone right now, kind of. That's how you described it. Yeah. Um... No, he. I mean, if if John will allow it, he is literally prone. Sure, you could drop down. Because uh, I think right. that's that's what he would do when he saw a lightning blast. He'd be like, "No, wait, the contract." Oh. 
<laughs> you can absolutely drop down. Let's drop see down. if I can do another 20 damage to myself. <laughs> well, I didn't. Well, it only blows you up on the extra attack. This is true. A 14 I'm hits. Not about the... Oh, 14 hits. Good. 22. 16. And here's the one that matters. Yay! Lord. No damage to myself. So that's eight, two, two, and three. Fourteen. I uh, know uh, fifteen. Yeah, that two. One's that twos. one's a two. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. fifteen. So fifteen damage. Yeah, just is his other splash. That fucking damage rolling. That's pretty good. You did, you know, a good amount of damage to it. All Fifteen right. out of forty ten is not that good. I mean, remember those are d tens. Yeah. You took half of what it gained back from that lightning bolt away. Uh, um, and I will because this thing is turbocharged and might be throwing a lightning bolt back at us, Drissa just sort of casually sidesteps into the hallway. <laughs> Grummond. Uh, I am going to pop back up, I think. Um, I'll use your half uh, your movement to stand back up. Nope, I only use five feet. You use five feet of your movement to stand back up. Well, because I'm a drunken master. Yep. Uh, sorry, I'll stand back up. I got drunken master. There you go. What other people have to spend a feet for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so he just he just sort of has fallen down and then um, kicks his legs um, to try to hop back to his feet. When that doesn't work, he just pushes himself back up real quick and then. Um, <laughs> I think actually, as he's coming up, he's going to take a swing with one of his legs, as he's popping up at the at this supercharged boy. All right. Thirty. Uh, Thirty hits. I'm uh, going to spend uh, another key point. Uh, stunning strike. Uh, do your damage. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Just waiting to see what was... Uh, right. 11 points of damage. 11 points. Of, uh, it takes 11. You take 2 points of lightning damage as you punch it. Okay. Uh, oh, I see what you got going on there. Um, uh, 17 on the con save. Uh, that is... Hold on. I have to check and see what it actually... Uh, DC 16, so it makes it. Yep. Um, you punch it in the same then. spot, expecting that gear to knock loose, forgetting that the gear has already been knocked loose and thus is gone. Right. All right. Well, I think I heard some more gears over here. I'll take another swing at him. 
20 hits. Okay. I would uh, really like to stun him, so I'm going to spend another key point. Okay. Spend that key. Eight on the con save. All right. All right. So stun. Uh, fantastic. And then you did I'll hear spend. another gear right here. Ting. Ping. Ting. 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 Ah, oh, I love fighting these things. They're just chock full of weak points. Uh, and then I will um, spend another key point, do a little flurry of blows action. Uh, oh, you also, you also take uh, eight points of electric damage from that first hit, or from that, okay. that second hit. Uh, a 29. Uh, 29 hits. 12 more. And I'm sure and... I take some damage. Yep. Seven points of lightning damage. <laughs> this is basically he's fighting the like the inflatable clown, and each time he punches it, it comes back and hits him in the nose. Um, oh, you think you're gonna get the best of me? Well, <laughs> he's done more damage to you while stunned this round than he has at all the entire time. Yep. And oh yeah, hell yeah, critical, critical hit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then let's see. And then also, uh, if he survives this, um, oh, that actually doesn't doesn't help super much. It's uh, um, attack rolls are at advantage against him, but they they still are it's because of Crusher. Uh, so that's twenty three points of damage. And you take four points of lightning damage in return. <laughs> he is still standing and still stuck as that gear. I am now bloodied. No. <laughs> no, not quite, but almost. Ithram. All right. I am going to just definitely agree. Oh. I, I'm so sorry. Can I move around it? Yeah, to, to clear absolutely. Up the space? All right, all right. So I'm actually going to move around to the far side of it and say, all right, I got him on the ropes, but come up, and uh, he's a wily one. Okay. Uh, then, yeah, one, two, three, four. I'm just going to step into right here. Uh, and... Booming blade. So advantage. Triple advantage. Triple advantage. Which Watch is it not to say just shit. advantage. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty-two. Twenty-two hits. That's a solid five points of bludgeoning damage from my trusty flail, plus twenty-two points of thunder damage. <laughs> Woo! And it explodes. Bits of metal and cock and clockwork. I, just, I just want to hit it right in the chest so that it just, when the magical energy energy detonates, it just like blasts it into the wall and then it just slumps down, sitting well, down. You definitely do hit it in the chest, um, but something else happens too. Uh, as bits and pieces of it sort of fly away from the flail smashing into it, you notice that as you knock away the breastplate. Uh, there is a, a a more consolidated, not fully clockwork device 
sort of in the core of its torso that as you hit it, it's the thing that all this lightning is radiating out of. Seems to be the thing that the lightning got caught into. Um, and you notice that there is a red light on it that's getting brighter. I, I jump on it. Good. Shut up. Can I jump on it? You can. You absolutely yeah. can jump on it. Um, no. So you and Ithram both need to make dexterity saving throws. You with disadvantage because you jumped into it. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm trying. I mean, I'm trying to shield yeah. everybody else. It's from a, it. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an orc-sized machine. You're a dwarf. You don't have the. You f- don't physically have the meat to shield any to shield other people from it. Also, it's only people that are within five feet of it. So it's only you and Ithram. Uh, let's see. And I'll use 16. I'll use my reaction for arcane deflection as well. So right. that adds four to a saving throw. So, so that's a seventeen. You both succeed because the DC was thirteen. Uh, so you only take half damage. And Grumman somehow takes uh, none. I, I take none. Grumman takes no damage. Grumman's like, and it explodes the other way. <laughs> <laughs> no way, I've got it. Oh, Why God. at me? <laughs> like you go to you go to shield from it, but you just sort of turn it at Ithram. Oh, I, I have to dodge farther. <laughs> I, I think if if I may make a suggestion, I think he's just, oh, look out, Ithram, look out. And he goes and sort of pushes it down and just jumps on top of it like you're jumping on a grenade. And then as he does that, something else breaks and the little core rolls out to Ithram's feet and then explodes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Tiny arcane bubble appears so, right above it as it explodes. You take, you, Ithram, you take six points of fire damage. Okay. Because it did it roll it twelve points of damage total, you get half. Yeah. I like the idea that Ithra being the shield maze just like puts a tiny bubble around the grenade before it goes off to try and dampen the explosion. It's like <laughs> block? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Mostly. Quick, put a bucket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> block, block, blah, 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 block, block. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, with that, the combat comes to an end as all the sounds of clockwork tick down to a session. I sort of tilt my head inside, back into the into the room. Everybody alive. Dusting ash off myself. <laughs> Grumman looks up. His hair is like all directions out, looking like Doc Brown from uh, Back to the Future. Yes, for the most part. Delightful, shall we? Valeth presses the first button as the flames recede on the blade and it it retracts back into a a, a rod and she kind of looks up at uh, Jarissa. I suppose that your second assumption was the correct one then. That sounds like yes. Shall we see at least What's down this hallway? Certainly. So you step into the hallway. And then I die. <laughs> you step into the room. 
The first thing that assails your your nose is, or the first thing that assails you is this cold <laughs> air. The first thing that assails my nose is a is a is a uh, battle axe <laughs> <laughs> flying through um, the air. No, there's a there is a there's a mechanism like sort of in the middle of the room. It looks kind of like a large barrel that has had half like a like a has had like a quarter of it like sort of chunked out and slammed like in in like with mechanical bits added to it and it seems to be like reducing the ambient temperature of the room drastically to the point where like your your breath is frosting as you as you begin to breathe as you as you breathe out and there's ice forming on bits and pieces of 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 everything in the room um which is fortunate because it dampens the smell of the pile of corpses you see uh in the back of the area um that oh. That that thing that seemed to be part of what that thing was covered in. Um, make a make an investigation check. Okay, for all of us or anyone that goes into this cold storage that into this room that wants to make an investigation check. Sure. Seventeen. Fourteen. Check something else on the way back. Nine. I think Grumman's most interested in the device. By the way. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about the corpses. I'm going to do it. Alright. Exhaustion is really annoying me. You should rest. <laughs> yeah, but then then other people were going to have a horrible night to have a curse. Yeah, but you'll, you won't have exhaustion anymore. I can get rid of your exhaustion. Alright, so... Possibly. Um, with a, so, uh, Grummond, with a, with a 14... Uh, this is some sort of mechanical device that's just it's it's an air conditioner basically like it's just like it's it's designed to drop temperatures in the in in an isolated room that it's in to below freezing could we take it with us it looks like it's built into the ground you could possibly disassemble it and take it with you but it would require tinkers you know the tinkers tools basically to do so i have um, those um, to tell you with a thirteen, um, mm-hmm. the 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 bodies all seem to be of varying levels of like like clothedness, most likely because you know most likely just because of the 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 time and however long they've been down here. They've been down here for a while. Mm-hmm. You're pretty certain. Um, so it's hard to like tell. They're... They they it 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 just looks like a pile of bodies, really. It I can't tell whether they're like adventurers or that they seem to like belong to the house. They definitely don't seem to be adventurers. Okay, that's weird. Um, Ithram with a fifteen. You know these don't seem to be adventurers. They seem like, like they look like. It's hard to tell just because of how the state the bodies are in and the state the clothes are in, but it looks like they were like they rushed into this room. Maybe trying to escape from something, maybe chasing something. Um, they all seem to be surprised. Jerissa, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, something catches your eyes. You're looking in here. One, there's uh, there seems to be some some something shining, like some sort of shiny item in the pile of bodies. Two, one of the bodies in the pile of bodies is very well dressed. And he seems to be at the bottom of the pile. Okay. He's sort of looking at it and thinking, 
thinking back to a few other things that have gone on that you've seen throughout the house, putting a few scenarios together. The first thing that hops into your mind is the phrase, eat the rich. Uh, as you're looking in here, the people on top decidedly worse dressed than the corpse mm -hmm. on the bottom of the pile. And there's okay. no food in the house. Right. And a lot of the furniture is broken. And this door is basically the only door that was sealed still. Fair enough. But yeah, aside from, aside from determining that this seems like some sort of like peasant uprising that happened at some point. Um, you do see that there there are a few things in that pile. Like there, there's like one or two things in that pile that look like they might still be good. Yeah, no, he is. He just looks at it, tilts her head a little bit, interesting, and then walks over and unceremoniously, like both hands on 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 the blade at like different like grab scabbard so he's not gun ears but it's just heaving bodies left and right to get down to the core of it yep. just casually whistling a little bit as these mostly frozen bodies are just tossed hither and thither uh, is anybody joining in or just watching Jarissa dig through bodies uh well while Driss is digging through bodies, I'm going to head back over to the uh, one that exploded mm -hmm. uh, and see what kind of, if I can tell what kind of metal that the armor was made out of. Give me an investigation check or a nature check. One of help. I'll, I'll go and help. I can decompose some bodies. That'll make it easier to move them, presumably. Uh, before we do that, let, let, let's let's dig through. I I have some assumptions and and theories and conclusions but okay um so you eventually dig down to the bottom and you find uh that this individual who's very well dressed has a couple of interesting things on him uh one uh, an interesting key that has this sort of spiral motif in the in the sort of the end of it, uh, and the um, the uh, is this a gold and silver item, and the 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 where the where the prongs of the key, where the teeth of the key would be, um, is what looks like a door almost. Uh, aside from that, there is also. A a small wind up figure, like it's a it's like a it's a it's like a small. Um, it looks kind of like a clockwork monkey. If a clock if somebody designed the clockwork monkey monkey to look like an old man, instead of a uh, instead of like an actual monkey, right? Um, hang on, I need to refresh this really quick, and. A pair of very nice red gloves. Actually, sorry, a single, a single very nice, like red leather glove. Those are the three things you find. 
And the first, it was a key that uh, a key with sort of a with a weird spiral motif in the in the like in the like grip portion of it, and where the the prong of the key is shaped like a door. Interesting. So I will fish these out. The key goes. The key goes to Sigil. <laughs> step away and um. Why are you pronouncing Swiggle so weird? <laughs> step away and um, look at Titania. I'm I'm done. You can do whatever to those now. Okay. Um... I'm fairly sure this was a matter of them being. Um, Uh, uh, let's just call it, uh, forced to do drastic things to survive. And she just smiles and she walks out. <clears throat> uh, so the only thing you took was the key? No, no, I grabbed all oh, three. you all three? Things. Okay. And I'm finding uh, Ithram. So Ithram, you're out there I, looking at the at the um, at the armored figure. Yeah, I'm trying to determine what kind of metal it was made out of. If I could, yeah, um, it's how much of it might be salvageable. Uh, it looks like it's made out of a particular kind of metal that is reactive to magic. Um, it's it's sort of it's the it's it's not mithril, but it's very similar. Um. Um, it is a, um, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Oh. Yeah, it's a, it's sort of a, it's sort of a, like a titanium mithril blend, basically, that's uh, very light, very sturdy, but also very, uh, sort of magically active. It doesn't have any enchantments on it, though. Uh, it seems like they were using it mostly for the light and sturdy properties in order to create what would, in, in basically any other metal, be a very heavy construct, fairly lightly. And then the inner workings, the inner clockwork workings are all uh, mithril and electrum. I mean, in terms of value, each of these constructs is probably worth a small fortune, so... Uh, collectively, yes, but most of it's been so damaged that the that the scrap is definitely not worth a fortune anymore. It's probably more valuable as parts than to sell. Yes, yeah. or base materials. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to salvage as much of the uh, alloy as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like the breastplate that I knocked off and, uh, do you have tinkers tools? Uh, I don't. Or any sort of like mining proficiency? Nope. Okay. I have, I have proficiency with land vehicles. I can, I can, I can help. You've seen Drummond doing that kind of stuff. If you would tag him in at all, but he, as he can won't. Gent, who is still here, even if oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 
uh, you'll see him rifling through and he'll start to like absentmindedly pull at one thing. It, no, that's not going to work. Look at, over it more. Uh, Grumman. What? Uh, Grumman will leave the uh, freezing thing and sort of hurry back down the hallway. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I thought you said something about an excuse not to be in the room with the people sorting through corpses. Okay. Um, could you give me a hand with this? Uh, I, I've seen you use your tools before. Could you take off a few pieces of this uh, that we might salvage? Yeah, of course. Like I said, yeah. uh, do they do that a lot, that sort of thing? Uh, adventures as a whole, yes. Uh, if it's not being used, it might as well be. Okay, right. Uh, I mean... Sometimes well, it's a little... Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see what we can do out here. Not always glamorous. No, no. I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm not so much interested in the glamour of it as I am in the. Uh... Is that well, just a like... pile of corpses? Uh, it's like a meat locker back there, isn't it? A little bit, yes. I mean, I'd like to take. The... Don't get me wrong. I'd like to take that thing back and use it as an actual meat locker with. Well, I suppose it would still have corpses in it, but just that, you know, they wouldn't be people corpses. Not to you. You know what? Let's take apart this machine, because that seems a lot less complicated than this conversation right now. All right, so um, between the two of you, you managed to extract, uh, we'll say about 300 gold worth of parts. Okay. Okay. For like, that, that could be used uh, to reinforce or enhance any technological device. It's about that time where Jerissa comes out of the cold storage and finds you. Still, Hamid's sort of whistling to herself. <laughs> Ugly seems happier. <laughs> I mean, didn't seem particularly unhappy before, yeah. so. Ithram, uh, darling, would you mind... You can... You can... You can... My understanding... Detect magic. Yes. I hold out the items. I'm not sure. I, c I could spend all the time looking into it, or you could just have the spell. Yeah. Uh, if we want to take a minute. Um, oh, shit. We cast. forgot something. What's that? I just realized. Hmm. Um... John, we forgot the banished creature. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think it, I think it just shows back up and like Valdez five, was like, like, <laughs> like ten minutes later. It, it just shows back up and Valdez who's like walking back into the room sees it. Oh, right. Just kills it with an NP strike. As you're sort of handing stuff to uh to Ithram, uh uh, That's when you lose your concentration. <laughs> you're, you're you're back in here. Valdez in there with Tanya still. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, you you sort of walk out and hand, and sort of start talking to Ithram, and just in the corner behind you, there's a. All right, you and I'll just Eldritch Blast. <laughs> oh wait, did you? Yeah, no, you did roll concentration. Yeah, uh, go yeah. ahead and Eldritch Blast. Uh. <laughs> the only reason I thought it was like, huh, spell casting, concentration. Wait a minute. 
<laughs> One, two, three, four. There's all the good rolls. Yeah. Right? Ten, twelve, nine. All the decent damage, too. Nineteen force damage. It's dead. Yeah, so it's just like a, all of a sudden you're a whoosh, and then she looks over like, oh, right. Bo, 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 bo. Sorry, anyways. <laughs> just, just scattering of gears from the corner. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do we want to take time, or do we want these right now? There, There's no rush. Okay, then. If you're, Yeah, you're doing things. Just, they're not? Is there? I mean, you're in an ever-shifting ruin. I'm a witch. Not a there rush isn't for these. Not a rush. <laughs> you're in an ever-shifting ruin on a hunt for on a hunt for a lich. Like, there's not an extreme rush, but there isn't not a rush too. Understood. I so just think one like... of these might be. I don't know an indication of where to go from here there was a key what else a key, key with the door wind up wind up a clockwork old man and a very nice single red glove all right Which i will assume just makes you an expert moonwalker yeah <laughs> it's a much longer glove than that come on it's like an elbow glove. it's like a like a you know like a comes down to like your elbow oh okay uh then yeah i'll cast uh identify on the key first oh i was just gonna say detect magic see if but but see if any of them actually are magic or not yeah yeah that's that's true uh then we'll have to wait 10 minutes for that because i don't have it prepared oh just ritual cast it that's fine ritual cast detect magic Yep. Right. Ten minutes passed. In that ten minutes, Titania, you do your thing with corpses. Uh, well, well, hang on. Um, are you are you decomposing corpses or are you making another small army? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to decide. These corpses are well beyond your ability to resurrect as zombies. They, they oh, they are. Okay, never mind. The because I can do it with like skeletons and stuff too. Yep. It's okay. There's a reason you can't. There are things you can't do it to, though. Okay. It's not things that have already become undead at one point. <laughs> have these been undead? That is a question I have. They are. They are drenched with necromantic energies. Okay. Oh, you know, like after you get a real good workout. Uh, very similar necromantic yeah. energies to what you felt coming off that large construct. Okay. Hey. Does it feel at all like the um, like Rhyhor? Or not? This is different. No, it's different. Okay. Hey, Jeremy, do you know what kind of workout you do that leaves you drenched in necromantic energy? Is deadlifting. <laughs> Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. 
I had a moth land on my nose right after I said that. So I think <laughs> I think I've been punished enough. Yeah, yeah. This is, is that a punishment or just amusing? <laughs> I'm sorry, Mara. I don't mean to interrupt. I just have to torture Jeremy with puns. Mm -hmm. This is Rymore. He's he's not. I don't think we're closer to the flak tree. I think Mara's but... internet is dying on us. <laughs> As usual. But we got the, we got the gist of it. I think. Sorry. Am I? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear yes. you now. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why it didn't look at all for me. So I don't know. Who knows? Um. But I don't. Yeah. Maybe we're getting closer. Maybe that was a thing a lot of people back then did here. I don't know. Potentially. Um, I'm going to use uh, decompose then on uh, everything in here. You begin to decompose things. Yep. At about the 10 minute mark, Ethram, your detect magic goes off. All three of these items read as magical. Still. They're all something. Can I tell what schools each one is? Um, they are all three various, uh, various levels of conjuration and transmutation magic. Hmm. Okay. All three of them are. Uh, but as you're starting to think about that, you hear that you all hear the ruins shift again, and Ethram, you hear that growl again. In fact, all of you do this. It's like sort of deep, bassy growl of something large. Can I tell what that might be? It's an animal of some sort, it sounds like. Make a nature check. Okay. It's let's the try giant. it. it it's, I'm not going to make it, but let's try it. It's the giant armadillo. It's not actually under Taram. It's underneath the, 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 the hive of ruin. Maybe. Listen. Armadillos squeak. They don't growl. That's a natural one. <laughs> natural one? Giant armadillo. Okay. The only thing it could be. <laughs> the only thing when an armadillo be. gets that giant, even a squeak probably sounds deep enough to be a growl. I think it's the armadillo. I thought that was supposed to be under Taram. I know, but maybe they have one here too. Maybe it's like under big cities. It's like... Middles are the seat of civilization. Get told me this story. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so you all hear that. Maybe we can go find it, and maybe it's maybe the phylactery's inside the giant armadillo, or the giant armadillo is a phylactery because I've heard about like living things being used as phylacteries before. That's a thing. I is, hope is, not. Yeah, is that even possible? Yes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should go find it. That seems a bit close right now. Um, yeah. How about this? I sent Shikar up through uh, and out back to the, uh, the surface, surface of uh, the uh, manor. See if it can spot what's making that noise. Does it go outside the manor? 
it let's see yeah there's open windows yeah so he fly out and perch up on the roof if he could Does like fly out through the uh the ruined parlor uh no one of the other windows that we saw all the other windows are boarded up oh all right any holes in the ceiling nope then that's the only way he can go all right give me a dexterity saving throw for shikar let me look up his stats real quick he's just a teeny owl half messy no <laughs> let's see uh plus what you're saying is he's a snack one. yes not even he's got no a hit he's point. a yeah Oh wait, no, he's not ethereal. That's not from the lower sir. Never mind. Plus That's one. my thanks. Sixteen. All right. Shikar is quick. He's also only six inches tall, so that that should Fly probably tiny help. Bird. Fly tiny bird. <laughs> uh. I rolled that in the wrong on the wrong count, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, no. Uh, Shikar flies out over the river, and another one of those fish appears and tries to catch it with its tongue, but Shikar manages to evade. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking through his eyes. Anything besides that fish in the cavern? Nothing that you can see. Do you fly okay. around? Yeah, he's got dark vision out to 120. Yeah, you fly around the cavern for a bit. You see a few entrances have opened up. A few have closed off. What looks like a giant... Like the the bones of a giant creature sort of like just sort of poking through the, uh, the wall. But nothing else. Hmm. And then I just summon him straight back to my shoulder. Well, there's no large creatures that I saw up above, there is still at least one more of those fish creatures uh, near the river. Um, which wall did I see the the, the creature's bones? Uh, southern wall. Southern wall. Did anybody get a peek at the southern wall last time we were out by the river? They were not um, up there last time. Hmm? They were not up there last time. Oh, those bones weren't? No, they were not there. Oh. There is... There is a large... Skeleton... Large creature skeleton... Up above now. That I uh, don't quite recognize. An armadillo? Uh, I know it's not an armadillo. Okay. Doesn't mean it's not moving around out there. I can go up and poke it with the staff if you want. Eee, you're kind of injured. We should... Ah, be alright. I appreciate your concern Do... now that you're not actively shooting lightning at me. You're pretty good at ducking. I figured you'd be able to. I wanted to injure it. You know what? Honestly, can't be mad at you. That's a compliment sandwich there. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but I think, are we done here? I don't think there's anything more to see. 
There are Let's... several more doors that haven't been opened. You went yeah. through the big scary metal door, right? That was the mm, one. No, that door came at us. There was another set of staircases. There was another set of stairs in that hallway uh, where the where the Black Knight was. Did those go down or up? Up. Yeah, that. And there's actually quite a few other doors that we haven't opened as well. Uh, I wouldn't mind another breather, uh, but uh, probably best to clear it out and then maybe call it a night. Not sure about the rest of you, but uh, well. I'm here on your dime, so we'll we'll forge ahead if you want to. I think we need to keep moving. We've been here for hours. We need to figure out where we're going from here. We still need to go down. That's what we wanted to check down here. Uh, Valbeth will take a minute and hold up the the Rod of Lordly Might and tap um, button six. Which is the rod assumes or remains in its normal form and indicates magnetic north, uh, and also gives me knowledge of my approximate depth beneath the ground, and or height above it if relevant. But currently, depth beneath the ground is. Okay. You sort of uh, you get an idea of where magnetic north is. It's north on the map. Okay. And it's sort of you, you get sort of like. A, a, a curious response because you're technically above ground. You're just n- also not. I'm below ground. I'm above ground. I'm below ground. Yeah, it's sort of a weird thing. It's like you're you're you are you are above. You are uh about roughly speaking a few hundred feet above ground above the foundation of this pile of buildings but you're also a few hundred feet below where the like where the uh where the snowbanks were and where you entered the ruins because the the ruins have sort of like dug a natural crevice in this area so you're like you're you're below natural ground over there, but you're above natural ground over here. So you get sort of a weird reading on the on that particular aspect. I'm a TP. I'm a wickworm. Calm down, man. You're too tense. <laughs> if you would like to take uh, uh, twenty or so minutes, twenty minutes to half an hour to continue exploring. Uh, the other rooms uh, while I identify these items we could do that or I could do it faster and we can be on our way I think at a, cer- at a certain point we need to find our way further down but at the moment I haven't seen another way to get further down yet Let's at least, uh, and and she's here walking over. Let's at least check this door. We don't have to go through the entire house, but this door, at the very least, should, might might give us an indication. If it's just leading into further rooms and further rooms and further rooms, then it's probably not the best idea. 
All right, while you all do that, I'm going to begin ritually casting Identify, starting with the key. All right, so you're ritually casting Identify, and Grummond is moving over to open this door. What's behind door number... I forgot how many doors we've opened so far. So, Grummond, you step through 17. into a hallway. This hallway heads north. It breaks off to the left. There's a door immediately to your left. There's a door further there, and there are two doors further down. There's more doors! Definitely don't want to go to more doors. Let's... Ah, no, you could just walk right in. No. <laughs> Can we not simply walk into more doors? I mean, you can, but you will then hit your head and bad Because most people would open them. I can hear you. You're talking very loud. So That's just going to lead us into the trap of, of, of one door after another. And eventually we're going to run across something that's going to try and kill us. And I would rather it try to kill the next people who come into this building after us. Uh, no sense in being greedy with all the fun. So, exactly. Grummond, you do know that uh, there have been a few places where an entrance might appear in a place that's weird. So even though you might not want to open all the doors, there may still be value in going at least down the hallways. Well, even if we're not going to peek in, at least I should look around this corner, right? Sort of slowly walking in that way, looking over his shoulder for confirmation. We're all injured. Sure, we can, as long as there are mo no more doors to be open. I'll look around the corner. You look around the corner. You see a hallway going down. You see three more doors in this hallway. <laughs> And that the hallway continues on around the corner. <laughs> yes, it's going right. around the corner. Just continuing onwards, walking oh, past oh. the doors. Oh, I'm going to no. listen. Okay. See, this is, a, this is the difference between John's storytelling something and William's storytelling something. When William's like, hey, by the way, there's this direction and emphasizes it, we know that's the place to go. When John does it, I'm pretty sure we're being led into a trap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I emphasize all directions equally. You absolutely 100% do not. Oh my god. Like William puts the neon <laughs> sign around the door to the to the next spot. John puts a neon sign around it, but it's just a door to, like, a spring-loaded, like, boxing glove. Do you want me to just, if we've got a lot of doors, I can just send some things to look real fast. No, we don't, like, uh, I, for now, we're, we will maintain the no opening doors as long as the path leads us down. As uh, long as we don't have to open a door, we can, we can go as far as we can go. So, Grumman, were you trying to listen to any of the doors? Yeah, that's what I was saying. As we're walking past, I'm listening to see if there's anything going on in them. Give me a perception check as you round the corner and find that the hallway dead ends at yet another door. <laughs> All right. It's just more doors. <laughs> 21? 21. 
Um, so mostly you don't hear much. Mostly it's quiet as you come down the hallway. You do hear in uh, sort of coming out of actually this door, this this room right here. You do hear the mm-hmm. sound of something ticking regularly. Uh, quietly, he will turn uh, and say, "Is um, is it? I'm sorry. What is what is Sin's name currently? Jerissa. Jerissa. We'll turn to Jerissa and say, "I think I hear more clockwork through this door." Then let's not go through that door. Agree with you. Does it sound the same as the other no, constructs? It's much more like it's it's not nearly as loud. Like it's small and quiet. You would imagine just based on what you've heard from the other ones, you imagine that whatever it is is not large. We are not adopting a baby construct. Let's go. Grumman is turning and he sort of freezes at that. He says Okay, but now I really want to see what's in there. I I understand. I very much do as well. But do you know what has kept me alive for all of these years? Alive and lonely? Do you have any children? <laughs> I, I, you? I, I have I questions. Not. I've got six of them. Fortunately, I do not. <laughs> Oh, they're, let's, they're wonderful. Let, 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 let's go. Putting an arm no. around Grubbin. Let's go. No, but, but, let, let's but go. Let's, it, it might be it might be your lucky day. I think I smelled I think I smelled some food that needs cooking this way. That's let's not go. how cooking works. No, oh come on. If it's a wee baby, a wee baby clockwork abomination, come on. This one's probably got no corpses on it at all. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think that that would be a do- an, the most adorable. I'm sorry, was abomination the thing? <laughs> no, well, you know it. It was. I, it definitely was. I'm being rhetorical here. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna level with you. I saw what you were doing with the corpses. Would you like an abomination? Because I can play at that angle if that works for you better. Uh, no, no. Okay. I was all right. For the record, no, we should. Regarding the corpses. Okay. That was simply so. Let's put this in. Let's put this in a construct perspective. Sure. When. When a construct breaks down, and then just becomes gears and stuff. Right. right, You sort of have to sweep through the gears to get to what you want to salvage. Correct. Yeah. That's fleshy gears. Yeah, I understand what a corpse is. You don't have to, you do, you, you don't have to mage explain what 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 a corpse is, but it's. I just, you know what? I, it's it's right. I I understand. I, you know, all right, all right. Yeah, let's go back. Let's At go back. Roughly this back. point in the conversation. God damn it! A small light catches both of your eyes. As you turn and look. Look slowly over. There is a little tiny clockwork firefly 
that zips past and then through a crack in that door. Can I get a reaction? Yeah, sure. Um, does it fly by quick enough for an attack of opportunity? No, it doesn't get close enough. Shit. It, it flies by out of the door or into in, the door? Into the door. Into okay. the door. Where did it come from? You're not sure. And you just sort of saw it as it was lit in the hallway. And it sort of zipped past. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go right now. I we've I think we've at least gone to one of the others. Yeah, well, I didn't mean run away and leave them to die. I meant go back to the others. I, I'm new to this group. I don't know what your dynamics are. It went into that door for whatever it's worth. As, as we are, yeah, we are heading back away and, from the door. At about this point, Ithram, you've identified the key. All right. Uh, as they're coming back. Uh, it is now in your journal, in your magic item slot. <laughs> so at roughly the point where that information reaches your brain, we come in. It's time to go. Everybody up. Everybody up. Let's go. Let's leave. Wait, why? I was just about to turn into a bat. Yes. Um, I mean, you can turn into a bat, but maybe one that can fly away very quickly because there was something ticking in a room and then out of nowhere, a, a clockwork fly uh, uh, sped past us into the room. So I'm pretty sure it's charging something up um firefly specifically so let's go let's before we get into another fight right yeah there's there's something I, it's down there it's also probably a very small clockwork something though and did you know Teresha has some very strong opinions about babies so <laughs> no less no, discussion no. more leaving where up we need to go down is the problem. Okay, but sometimes you have to go up so you can go down because you have to get to the <laughs> other place that goes down further. Yeah, I, you I, understand I how up, geography get up, get up to get works. Down, down. We we've got to get up to get down. Um, <laughs> the the stairs that we saw in the in the red carpet room they were up they were going up right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yep, we're going now. Um, From Ithram, you hear a ooh. Yeah. Like, ooh. Well, then. Process that later. Let's, let's <laughs> do, go. Do we let's want go. to go very go. fast? Okay. I like that Ithram, like, Ithram has, like, a weird, like, sexual gratification from identifying magic hey, items. You, you are all <laughs> taking it however you want to. He's He's just happy to learn new stuff. Oh, cute. So, if if there's going to be something big and clockwork, it's going to tear through several rooms. I don't know that just going upstairs is going to get us too far from it. My bigger Let's concern try. is that it is small and even more dangerous. <laughs> but either way, there are no stairs down here, so we need to find the room. 
probably not in this building that will get us further down. Let's... So we go up, we go out, we find the we find a place, we go down. Let's stop arguing and go. Thank yes. you. Come on. All right. Usher Following people behind. out. You rush up the staircase. Yep. And find yourselves at a door, at a pair of double doors that I assume you open. Yep. And find yourselves back up in the main hall. Out the front door. Come on. Uh, the front, the front door, door doesn't you, exist you, anymore. It's about to say. Yeah. Oh. Also, that door led just into a web, into a webwork of tunnels rather than actually outside anywhere. Yeah, but it's a network of tunnels away from here. <laughs> Except we followed that network of tunnels heading down and got here. Yeah, so we'll have to go out through the parlor again. Okay. Out. Come on. Just remember to watch out for that fish, or don't get near the water. There is another set of staircase going. There is another staircase going up to your south if you want to explore that. Grumman, yep. Just I'm going to turn into a bat and head up real quick. I'm trying to go fast. I'm there's also a like door. There's also a like door mad. over here. Yep. Shakar, Shakar will follow Titania. <laughs> All right, you. Bat. I have blind sight up to. 60 feet that can see am I correct and that can see kind of like behind closed doors I'm basically looking for, for some place that looks like it's going where right, we might want to so go so you go up the stairs mm -hmm. fly out into a large open room ooh okay you can't really see anything because you're a bat but you can, your echo location is echoing out and mm -hmm. uh, it's very big very empty Okay. Okay. There's some ruffling sounds to the right. There's some slightly less hard surfaces on a couple different sides. So I'm not actually blind, but I can't. <laughs> so what do I see? Uh, you're in a ballroom. Okay. You're in a large, empty space mm -hmm. uh, that seems well-suited for dancing. There's a stage to the right with some curtains that lead, that lead to a backstage. There are some more okay. stairs. Uh, on uh, there are some more stairs that continue to lead up uh, on the uh, on uh, at the western side. Okay. Um, and there are some doors on the on the southern walls. Okay. Um, I'm flying around. Yeah, trying to see what what as I can't do things. Um, and I'm I'm taking a listen. I'm trying to listen to see if anything sounds like it's gonna um, go uh, any any sort of difference in the sounds. I have advantage on perception checks for perception hearing. Check. Okay. Uh, so advantage is counteracted by your disadvantage for being. Yeah, exhausted. it's flat though, which is better than it was. Uh... Perception. Nineteen. So you don't hear much, other than the occasional crumbling of ruins outside. Mm -hmm. You do hear the sound of something, like something just sort of like squishing inside this room over here. Okay. Okay. It's just like something. It's something like sort of like. 
It sounds almost like it's the sound of of yogurt or of, of like yogurt pouring. Mm. Okay. <sighs> Continuous or like something's kind of. It's like sort of moving. intermittent. It's just like okay. <sighs> That's unsettlingly like the flesh, the 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 stitched together ogres. So I don't want to go that way. Um. Uh, can I make it through? Are these doors cracked at all? Can I get through no, some not. of them? No, they're, um, they're, they're all closed. They're all closed? Okay. Um, but the one kind of... Uh, there's a curtain over here. Okay. But you could theoretically move through. I'm going to try and move through the curtain, yeah. Yeah, you move through the curtain. Okay. You find yourself in a room filled with antique, dusty instruments that are all just Ooh. sort of gathering dust and... Setting aside, haven't been used in a while. Some of them are busted. Most of them are in, actually it's still in pretty good condition. Okay, some I'm going to go down this hallway. Backstage area. There's a there's a waiting room, sort of a parlor type area in here with mm -hmm. some with some furniture that seems relatively unbroken. Um, dusty, hasn't been taken care of in a long time. Some carpets, some chairs, some couches, some tables, okay. uh, and some more doors. No windows out. No. Anywhere. None that, none that aren't boarded up hmm. or blocked off. Okay. Um, and this door up here is closed. Yep, that door there is closed, and this door over here is closed. Okay. Uh, and I don't hear anything on the other side of them. Nope. The only thing you hear is that sound from that one room. Okay. It seems like a very uh, small room, comparatively. Yep. I'm going back because I don't think there was anything that I hadn't explored by that point. All right, you fly back down the stairs. Shakar comes with you. <sighs> there's just more. There's just more. Uh, this is a big house. Why is it so big? Um, and it's a manor. I'm pretty yeah, certain it's... you've been in bigger houses. Yes, but this one's annoying. Um. Okay. Well. I think we might have to go out the same way because I didn't see any other ways out besides just closed doors and there was some squishy sounds uh, that I don't think we want to investigate. Um, yeah, like the sound of that. So. I think that's our so best So back out to the ruined um, sitting room and the uh, the river with stonefish in it. Yes. Yeah. Just as a as another as a as a reminder again, because it's been a while since we've been in this room. There is a door right over here as well. Yes. I thought we opened that at some point. Nope. nope. Okay. I'm gonna open it just in case. <laughs> no, you're not. Too late. <laughs> No, you're not. You're standing okay. right next to me. That's so when fair. you walk towards it, I put a hand <gasps> out. I'm uninjured. That's and it not might the be a point. Way out. It can. If you open the door, it's not just going to hurt you. I'll also point out the last dangerous door sort of opened itself. 
We know where there is a way out of this building. Let's do that. I mean, with knowledge of Magnetic North, I'm what? pretty certain. Because I don't know what would be through that door other than outside. Because we haven't seen any walls in that direction from anywhere else. I don't think the building goes that far. I'm just saying opening doors may lead to fights. What if I open it from far away? It could still lead to a fight and it might have area of effect attacks. Stand behind the pillar. <laughs> Look, if we really want to as a group, if we want to open the door, that's fine. I'm just... Unilateral decisions, I don't think, are necessarily wise. When I pointed over at the charred mess that is Grumman by n- right now, according to <laughs> his hit points. <laughs> yeah, I, and it's still looking like a like a slightly charred porcupine. Mustache is still occasionally like. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. If we if we want to do it, let's do it. But. Let's do it, everybody being aware of what we're doing and on board. I mean, I'm on board with opening it. We haven't exactly found anything else that looks entirely appealing. Well, there are several more doors you haven't opened yet. Appealing! (laughs) (laughs) There are doors upstairs, there are doors downstairs, there are more doors on this floor. Quite frankly, even even the ruined sitting room that we found requires us to cross a river full of stonefish to get anywhere. There is a bridge. Yeah, and we saw that bridge was closer to this side of the building. This could be the door leading out to it. And it would be changed by now. But I, I don't think you should be worried about me. You should worry about Ithram. Ithram, how are you feeling? Ah, a little banged up. Both of you are injured. I will heal you. Please stand back. I'm going to open the door. All right. Are you going to open the door or heal? Because I feel like one of those things should come first. <laughs> yeah, I like how you're like, don't worry. I'll heal you. Anyway, door. <laughs> All she right. Didn't say Let when me... she was going to heal you. Uh, no, I thought that. For God's that sakes, is... could we get some healing in our nearly dead <laughs> Before I am absolutely <laughs> fine, I can heal myself at the, the worst case scenario for ten minutes. Ithra, make a perception check. All right, natural twenty for twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you notice that uh, you notice that the, the the floorboard underneath your foot is slightly broken. Excuse me. You look down, and there is a clockwork caterpillar by your foot. Like teeny clockwork caterpillar, or like, like a normal size caterpillar like a, from Freddy versus Jason, where it's caterpillar size clockwork caterpillar. <laughs> oh, that kid! Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Caterpillar. Yeah. It's just 
inching by your foot. I lift my foot. It goes in the crack. Right then, and I back up. How how big is that crack? It's not very large. It's like you know, about that big. Okay. I cast mass cure wounds at eighth level. Jesus <laughs> Christ! It's uh, it's it's a big enough hole that you can send a fireball down it. Do okay, not yeah. send a fireball. No! Please send a fireball down it. No! Do not send a fireball down into a snake's probably enclosed place directly below our feet when we're in a... You just got healed. (laughs) I am the voice of chaos. Everyone gets 39 hit points. I'm gonna open the door with Mage Hand. My my character is the voice of reason. I am the voice of chaos. Just hang on, I, hang on. And and I need you all to remember that you're traveling with the one wizard that doesn't currently have fireball. Damn it! All right. <laughs> he's, got, he's got he's got gravity <laughs> shit though, so don't worry. Thank Christ. <laughs> so okay, so. like you realize. If, if we cause an avalanche, the avalanche comes from straight up, straight down. Yes. What what does Titania's um, heal spell look like and feel like? Uh, it, so I imagine it's like the spores mobilizing and they just okay. sort of like, they, they start sort of like, they go up high and then they start falling kind of like like a little bit of a snowfall kind of thing. And everyone that hits you, you feel like a little proof of, of healing energy. And they have that, and they like disappear as they do that in like a flash of light. Grumman licks his hand as the powder <laughs> settles on it. You open the door with my chance. No, bad. Slow Thanks transformation. Slow transformation. We're all turning into Mike and Ids. Yeah. Uh, the mage hand presses against the door. Yep. Opens it up. Yep. Through it, you see a dirt path. Probably to some grass. A hey. large pillar, square in shape, seems to be supporting something above the building. It's outside. Very well. See where it's supporting. I will head out. Yeah. You head out. Yep. Your eyes. You see. You see the bridge with the two large mantis statues on the southern end facing out. Okay. Uh, You see this pillar, and your eyes sort of follow it up. And there is a there's a bridge above the house that you couldn't see earlier because you were at the wrong angle, Mm. and weren't looking. Uh. There's a there's actually a bridge that like the house looks like it was actually built underneath this bridge as it extends out. And there's some ruins uh on and around it, but it seems like there's actually a clear path on it as well. And you can also see that the river flows past underneath that land bridge out ahead of you. Okay. Into a into a into a some sort of like cistern that's going down. All right. Oh, you also get some extra healing. Hang on. What was that again? Uh, Thirty nine. Does a D four extra. So forty. It's even. Hey. There we go. 
we're out. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, can we please go? I don't like this house. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, I think we've gotten into as much trouble. So as you step, as you all step out of the house with this strange large bridge above you, this dirt path that leads to a uh, that leads to a land bridge ahead of you, flanked by a pair of statues, and this river that flows down into a hole in the ruins. You look to your south. And there's no path continuing on. It's just a wall of ruin. But in that wall of ruin, you do see what looks like a large skull with a few additional, like, teeth and jaw and claws. Um, everyone make a nature check. As you look at this strange skull that's unlike unlike very many things in the world, the, the, the lower jaw is much larger than the upper jaw. And, and there are <laughs> sort of like spiky bone protrusions coming off the chin, sort of like the, the chin of the jaw and off the, uh, the forehead of the head. Uh, it's Titania with a natural 20. <coughs> You've heard stories of these, but you've never seen them before. Giant armadillo. That's the skull of a Tarrasque. ruined <laughs> wall ahead of you. And as you're sort of like, huh, looking you at this thing. Tell me it turns to life. I swear to God, John. <laughs> That's where we're going to end for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Grubbin's Bye. like, Michael, I've never seen a rabbit skull that big. <laughs> Ethereum just starts fumbling for that key. He's like, all right, see you all later. See you, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Goodbye.